This is The Space Shot, episode 319 for March 29th, 2018. Assignment Earth. I'm John Molnix. I've got two news updates, then a quick summary of a Twitter exchange from yesterday, and we're finishing today's episode with some pop culture, so let's get to it. First off, earlier today, two American astronauts performed Spacewalk Number 49 on the International Space Station, part of Expedition 55. Astronauts Ricky Arnold and Drew Feustel performed a spacewalk to install communications antennas on the Tranquility Module on the International Space Station. There was a pressurization issue with Feustel's suit early this morning, but after cleaning the seals, it checked out and the astronauts were able to get started on their spacewalk. I'm linking to a NASA Space Station blog post and videos in the show notes, so be sure to check them out if you'd like to know more about this EVA. Tomorrow morning at 7.13 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, SpaceX is due to launch the fifth flight of 10 Iridium Next satellites. Tomorrow's launch window is instantaneous with a backup window on Saturday, March 31st at 7.08 a.m. Pacific. According to the press release for this mission, Quote, Iridium Next will replace the world's largest commercial satellite network of low-Earth orbit satellites in what will be one of the largest tech upgrades in history. Iridium has partnered with Thales Alina Space for manufacturing, assembly, and testing of all 81 Iridium Next satellites, 75 of which will be launched by SpaceX. The process of replacing the satellites one by one in a constellation of this size and scale has never been completed before. These new Iridium satellites will provide worldwide coverage for Internet of Things devices, commercial aircraft, and numerous other business and governmental applications. The Falcon 9 that's launching tomorrow previously flew on the Iridium 3 mission. SpaceX will not be recovering the booster after the launch tomorrow. The older Falcon 9 rockets aren't being reused multiple times because SpaceX has focused on the new Block 5 variant of the rocket that will allow for more rapid reusability with minimal refurbishment. The older Falcon 9 rockets that SpaceX has reused up to this point could land and fly again, but they required extensive refurbishment between flights. The link to the launch will be in the show notes, and I'll be sure to share it online as well, so don't miss it. If you're not following me on Twitter, you should be. Yesterday, I had a fun conversation with Chris Woods, host of the STEM Everyday podcast, and we talked about the Space Shuttle's solid rocket booster design and how it was related to Roman chariots. I'm linking to this tweet exchange in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. Now, it's time for some Star Trek history. On March 29, 1968, the original series episode Assignment Earth aired on TV. Captain's log. Using the light speed breakaway factor, the Enterprise has moved back through time to the 20th century. We are now in extended orbit around Earth, using our ship's deflector shields to remain unobserved. Our mission, historical research. We are monitoring Earth communications to find out how our planet survived desperate problems in the year 1968. Status. Four shields on maximum. Leslie, begin sensor scan. 
Transport room to Captain. Kirk here, what's happening? It appears we have accidentally intercepted someone's transporter beam, Captain. It's incredibly powerful. The Enterprise was sent back in time to observe, of all things, a rocket launch. While in orbit, the Enterprise intercepts a transporter beam with the mysterious Gary Seven and his cat Isis materializing on the transporter pad. I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but Gary Seven says he's a human whose mission is to prevent widespread destruction from nuclear weapons. Seven said that he was trained by a benevolent race of aliens that sought to help Earth transition through a difficult period of history. What do you make of the cat, Mr. Spock? Quite a lovely animal, Captain. I find myself strangely drawn to it. This is the captain. All science, engineering, and supervisory personnel lock into the briefing room. Our next decision can be of enormous consequence not only to us, but to Earth's entire future. You've already been given as much information as we have. Please break in. Eventually, the action of this episode takes Seven, Kirk, and Spock to the fictional McKinley rocket base. The stock footage in this episode shows multiple Saturn V rockets in various states of readiness. I hadn't watched this episode in a while, and I forgot how much stock footage was used. The Saturn Vs shown in this episode were from Apollo 4 and 6. Apollo 4 launched on November 9th, 1967, and the footage from its liftoff was used for when the rocket lifts off in this episode of Star Trek. Apollo 6 was on the crawler transporter as it made its way from the vehicle assembly building to launch complex 39A in preparation for an April 4th launch in 1968. The footage of the rocket on the crawler was also used in this episode. The payload for this Saturn V in this Star Trek episode was a nuclear weapon. That was never the case for a Saturn V. They never carried any nuclear weapons into space. The only nuclear material that was launched into space by a Saturn V rocket was the SNAP-27 RTG that powered the Apollo Lunar Surface Experiments package left behind by Apollos 12, 14, 15, 16, and 17. In any case, one of the themes this episode explores was the Cold War fear of nuclear annihilation. It's interesting to note that the aliens referred to in this episode sought to help humanity through a difficult period in history. While Assignment Earth isn't a first contact movie per se, it does feature an alien race acting as a benevolent and friendly force, as opposed to a conquering force seen in many sci-fi shows. Tomorrow, we go to White Sands. I hope all of you have a fantastic rest of your day. I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to the podcast every day. Since you're here and I've got your ear, give me 30 seconds of your time. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends and family. Tag one of them and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure the space shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts app. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search the space shot or check out the links in the show notes and you'll find me. I'm John Molnix and I'll catch you on the flip side.